Good morning and welcome to Phelps Chapel Sunday morning service. We're delighted to have you here, whether in person or online. If anybody is new uh, here in the church, you can find the facilities. If you go straight back the church, turn right through the kitchen and they will be on your left. There are also small bottles of water in the refrigerator should you need them. My name is Ev Simmons, and I am honored to be your liturgist this morning. Announcements. Thank you to everyone who helped with the yard sale. And there were some people who did yeoman's work this week and really appreciate it. Um, there will be Bible study on Thursday at 7. We are studying King David. On Wednesday, November 3rd at 7 o'clock, there will be an Ad Council meeting that is to address the business of the church, and anyone is welcome to attend to learn more about that. If you signed up to bring candy for our Trunk or Treat uh, giveaway, or just want to bring some candy in, there is a tub back there, and I think I need to bring a second one because we have an overflow. So. We welcome your candy. We would like it in by October 24th, since we're giving it away on the 31st. So we need some time to bag it up. Thank you. On Wednesday, October 20th at 6.30, there will be a women's society meeting. All women are invited. It is not a membership thing. Just show up and enjoy our company. Also that night, at the same time, Ken will be leading a group to fill the backpacks. So we will have some simultaneous meetings going on. Arlene Brown will be speaking here on Sunday, October 31st as part of the Sunday service. Um, when we get unpacked from the yard sale, a tub will reappear on the table by the back door which has some um, baby hats and receiving blankets, and I believe some, was it N95 masks she was asking for? If you would like to bring any of the above in and put them in that tub, we're gonna see if Arlene can take them with her, and if not, how we can get them mailed to her in, at Urukundo. And if anybody else would like to have a car at Trunk or Treat over at first on October 31st, information is there to sign up. We will be having one from this church to promote our Vacation Bible School for next year again. We had a great time last year, passed out over 100 bags for um, Vacation Bible School, and so we're... We're hoping for another good turnout and a fun evening. For the Samaritan's Purse shoe boxes, we're making great progress on getting everything we need to fill, but if you want to donate, they're in the tubs that are under the coat rack. And if anybody wants to donate money towards filling one, you can uh, slip it to Robin Tressler. Uh, the New Love Center will be collecting olive oil for the cafe this month, and next month they will be collecting macaroni and cheese for the backpack program. And I assume that's the boxes that you could make up a batch of macaroni and cheese. There will be a nominations and lay leadership meeting on Wednesday, October 27th at 6.30. This is a new announcement, so if you are on that committee, I hope your ears perked up. There are some stickies left, not very many, uh, from the yard sale yesterday. May, I don't know if you want to tell us what's out there. Okay, great. Not too many, so better be on your toes if you really want one. Okay, this is a thank you from Luke Strong 2021. Mission accomplished. We completed our 125-mile bike ride on the Pine Creek Trail, Rail Trail on Saturday, the 4th of September, a challenging and long but successful day of riding. 
Thanks to you, our Luke Strong 2021 was a huge success. We have raised over $11,000 for the Luke Antolik benefit and the new handicapped accessible van that the Antolics recently purchased. We are amazed and beyond words to describe how very grateful and humbled we are for all of your contributions and support. A very large and heartfelt thanks to you from Ken and Penny on the Parks Dean team. Are there any other announcements? Amy has one. Despite the rainy weather yesterday, so far we have cleared $1,575 from the yard sale. That's a wonderful report. It was a busy day. Any other announcements? Thank you, Scott. And we can move on to the call to worship. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. Celebrate the good news. Jesus is risen. We will not fear loss or suffering. We are raised with Jesus Christ into a new life. Come to Jesus, the living cornerstone of our faith. Rejected by many, but chosen by God. We rejoice that we are being built into the spiritual house of God. If able, please rise and join in hymn 89, Joyful, Joyful, We Adore Thee.
please join me in the opening prayer. Come, my light, and illumine my darkness. Come, my life, and revive me from death. Come, my physician, and heal my wounds. Come, flame of divine love, and burn up the thorns of my sins, kindling my heart with the flame of thy love. Come, my king, sit upon the throne of my heart and reign there, for thou alone art my king and my lord. Amen. You may be seated, and the children may come forward. Come on, buddy. Okay. What we're going to do today is I'm going to show you how we build things in the church. I have two stacks of hymnals here, and three pieces of paper, and I'm going to show you, well, we'll put them this way, how this paper is going to hold up this bottle of water. You ready? There, look at it, it's holding it up. So how do we do this? I'm going to show you. Because paper is some amazing stuff. What's paper made of? Do you know, Cameron? Trees. Trees. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. And trees are made of what? Of wood. There's one. I'm going to move these so I can do this a little quicker here. So what we're going to talk about today in the sermon is about how God, boy, that got crooked, how God is building us into a household of faith. What that means is that God is taking us and changing us and turning us into people who follow God's word, and then God works in us to help us to do things that we didn't think we could possibly do. We'll do this one. So God keeps working in us and working in the church, and through the people of the church, he helps us to do things. Like we can tell God's message to people all around the world without ever leaving Avis. We can do that by helping to support people like Arlene and other missionaries, people who we can uh, send out to do God's work. Okay. I'm just about ready here. Let's see if this works. This is hard work. <laughs> Just to hold the water. See, it works. So, what we learn from this is that in order to do God's work, God has to change us. Sometimes that means he helps us to do things we wouldn't normally be able to do. 
like he might help you to talk in front of people or to tell people about Jesus or to do other things in the church that you didn't think you were able to do. Yes, Cameron. You think so? Now I will leave it here and you keep checking it every single day, okay? And we'll see if it works. You're right though, if there's enough condensation got on the, the paper, it would make it weaker. But I don't think there's going to be enough unless I turn the water over and open the top. Then we might have a problem. But we need to remember that God is changing us and building us and making us stronger so that we can do his work, okay? Let's bow for a word of prayer. Dear Lord, we give you thanks for your love and your grace. We give you thanks that you are using us and making us stronger, that we may be your servants. Give us your strength, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, you guys can... Go to Sunday school. Okay. You Our first lesson today is from John chapter 14, verses 1 through 14. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. These are the words of God for the people of God. Now time for our joys and concerns. As we come for our time of sharing our joys and concerns, are there joys or concerns we should share with one another? I just want to thank everyone for their prayers and cards and for the gift card I got. For Dave and his family, he has had surgery at Geisinger and is going to have a long road ahead of him. Other joys or concerns? 
58 years ago today, we stood here and took our wedding vows. <laughs> and not once did we ever think about having a uh, uh, divorce. <laughs> we, we thought about murder. <laughs> Other joys are concerned. I'll just let that one go. <laughs> I did want to tell everybody that uh, we had a wonderful vacation last week, and if anybody complains about the length of the service, we're going to have an Amish wedding service here. <laughs> Starts at 8 o'clock in the morning, and we'll finish up just before lunch. And most of that is preaching. So uh, it was interesting, and we truly enjoyed being with friends and seeing a lot of people that we haven't seen in, in many, many years. So it was a good week off. Online continued prayers for Vinny. Any other joys or concerns? Continue to keep our schools in your prayers as they are continuing to meet. Keep all of those who work in the schools, the students, the teachers, bus drivers, everybody. Keep our military personnel in your prayers as they are spread throughout the world. And just keep our country in your prayers as we continue to seem to have problems with shootings and all kinds of things going on all over the country. So just keep our country in your prayers. Any other joys or concerns? Let us bow for prayer. Dear Lord, we give you thanks for this day that you've given us today. We give you thanks for allowing to come to this place and the freedom to worship you. We give you thanks that you hear our prayers those which we have spoken out loud and those which we speak only in the depths of our hearts. Lord, hear our prayers and answer them according to your will. We ask that you would be with Dave as he recovers from surgery, be with him and his family, give them your strength and your comfort, and just we ask that your healing power may be upon him. We ask that you would be with Vinnie. We just ask that you would be with her. We ask that you would touch her and that she may know your presence in a very special way. We ask that you would continue to be with our schools and our children and all the ones who are working with the schools. We ask for your protection to be upon them and that you would be with them and guide them. We ask that you would be with our military personnel as they are spread throughout the world. We ask that you would give them your safety. We ask that you would be with their families, that they may know your comfort and your peace. We ask that you would guide and direct this church as we strive to be your people here in this place where you have put us, that we may touch lives in your name. We ask this now, Lord, as we pray as you taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Let us now worship the Lord with our tithes and our offerings.
Lord, we give to you today our tithes, our gifts, and our offerings. We ask that you would take them and use them, that your message of love and grace may go from this place into our community and throughout our world. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's remain standing and sing the church's one foundation, hymn number 545. You may be seated. Our sermon text for today comes from the book of 1 Peter. 1 Peter, the second chapter, verses 1 through 10. Therefore, rid yourselves of all malice and all deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and slander of every kind. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. As you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, 
offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For in Scripture it says, See, I lay a stone in Zion, a chosen and precious cornerstone, and the one who trusts in him will never be put to shame. Now to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone, and the stone that causes men to stumble, and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is the word of God for the people of God. My second to last summer in high school, between my junior and senior years of high school, I got a job working for a neighbor. He was a mason. And I got to help build things. Well, I didn't get to help build anything. I got to mix up the mud that goes between the blocks. And I got to carry cement blocks from the stack and put them on the wall. And I had to stay ahead of two guys who were laying block who got paid by how many blocks they laid an hour. I was in pretty good shape for football my senior year. But I learned a lot because not only were they laying blocks, but they were uh, nice enough to explain to me how things worked. The most important thing that you need to know about building a building is not how many blocks are in the wall, but how to set that first block. Because once that one's straight, then you're set. Then you can go both up and the length of the wall, but that first block must be correct. That gives you a start. What I also learned is that the least little thing can throw you off. Like if you don't clean the mud off the outside of the wall, they would run a string and each block layer would keep the blocks right at the equal with the string so you knew you were going straight. But if you got a little bit of mud that stuck out and pushed the string, your wall started to move one way or the other. What we need to understand is that as Christians, God has told us that we are being built into a spiritual house. We are being built into something. When you build something, it has to grow. We in the church have never been called to come and sit and not do anything. That's not the job of the church. The job of the church is to continue to grow and be strengthened and to expand and to grow, grow in your faith so that you can become the people that God has called you to be. Now, when I felt called to become a pastor, there was one problem. I don't like talking in front of people. Now, that seems like kind of a big thing to overcome. But I still felt the call. So what do you do? Do you say, well, God, you must have the wrong answer. Try that one. It didn't work. Or do you say, well, if God thinks I'm capable, then I should go ahead and try. And the reason I was reminded of this is because last night, about 8 o'clock, I felt like 
I just couldn't move anymore. I came over here for a while to the uh, yard sale and talked with some people. And then I had a, a funeral. And after the funeral, they had a get-together at First Church. And I talked with people there and I helped people out. And I was exhausted. Because for me, to spend time with people, talking with people, is extremely exhausting. I'm an introvert. If you lock me in my shop with my wood, I'm good. I could just stay there. And as I tell people, the best thing about my shop is there's no people there. It's a way for me to recharge. I need that downtime to recharge. And that's something that I've learned, that God has taught me and helped me to grow in. If I don't have my downtime... I can't be who God has called me to be. I have friends, one of my best friends who's a pastor, is an extrovert. And during the lockdown from COVID, he was having a really difficult time because he likes to be around people. He likes to talk. So I would call him and let him talk. <laughs> And it became something we still do. We still call each other almost every other day. It's become a way that we have come to enjoy supporting one another. But he needed that. Now that his church is back open again and he's back doing ministry and has two church services and a youth group and a prayer meeting, and he's good. He gets all of the interaction he needs, but we still call and talk to each other. Now we just talk about what we're doing in our shop. But God has called each of us, regardless of whether we're introverts or extroverts, whether we're good at music or math or working with our hands or whatever it is that we do, God has called us to be at work in the church. I don't know how many of you know, but this is Laity Sunday. This is the Sunday when many churches look at the laity in the church and remind them that they're called to be in ministry and invite the laity to do different things. Here, you're so busy, we didn't bother with that. I was here yesterday and saw all kinds of people working, doing all kinds of things. Every time something goes on here, you show up. You come. You understand that you are a part of what God is doing through this church, and that's important. It's important that you understand that God is in the business of building us. Now, we need to continue to grow. We need to continue to get more people. We need to continue to grow in our faith, to grow in numbers. Now, I've been in the church for 30 years, and about every six or eight years, the conference comes out with a new program on how you can grow your church. The thing is, God's already told us how to, to grow our church, right here in this passage. Line up on Jesus and get going. That's how you do it. That's how you grow a church. You preach the Word of God, you teach the Word of God, you study the Word of God, and then you go out and do what God has called you to do. That's what the church is to do. The other thing that this passage tells us is that we are a priesthood of believers. That means you are all called to be in ministry. What that means is that your focus in life should be on God. The job of a priest is to prepare worship, to do worship, to lead worship, and to help people to worship. 
That's what we're called to do. The focus of a priest is completely on doing the work of God. In fact, a priest, in the Hebrew way that God created it, they don't even have a homeland. Their whole job is to focus on God. They're not to raise sheep or to farm the land or to do anything else. Their only job is to focus on God. So when we're told here in the book of Hebrews that we are to be a priesthood of believers, it means that we are to focus completely on God. That should be the focus of our lives. Now, I'm not naive enough to think that you don't have other things going on in your life. You have jobs. You have family. Some of you have friends. There's all kinds of things going on in our lives. There's all kinds of things that we want to do. But what we must never forget is the most important thing in our life is to be a servant of God. So that when you have friends, that what you do with your friends doesn't go against the teachings of the Word of God. That you share with them the message of Jesus Christ. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and every time you get together with your friends, start preaching to them. That will solve one problem. You probably won't have those friends for very long. But you can preach to them in other ways. By living your life according to the Word of God and making a stand on the important things. You don't have to quote Bible verses to them. You just have to live like you are a part of the priesthood of believers. That what you believe about God and about Jesus Christ is true. That it means something to you. Because when you do that, you're showing them who God is and how important God is. God is at work in us. God is making us into the people that he wants us to be. That's not always easy. Sometimes it means there are things in our lives we have to give up. It means there's things in our lives that we have to learn to do. But God gives us the ability and the strength to do the things that we need to do. God is calling us to be in his ministry. I learned a long time ago that when God calls you, he also gives you the gifts and abilities to do what it is you need to do. Somebody told me yesterday, you have such a voice that carries. And I said, yes, I know. My wife reminds me. When we're sitting on the front porch, keep it down. There's people who live a quarter mile away. <laughs> I don't remember having that voice before I became a minister. I don't remember being able... I always learned how to project in high school because I took speech courses. But I don't remember being able to do that. So God has gifted me with what he needed me to do. He still hasn't gifted me with the ability to like to be around people. Not that I dislike people, it's just they make me tired. I should, shouldn't say it, but some more than others, Robin. Oh, no. I pick on Robin because I love her. <laughs> but we're called to be God's people. We're called to do God's work. Take a look at this church and all that you do. In the next year, I want to sit down and make up a list of all of the ministries that this church is a part of. I think you would be surprised at how much you do for such a little church. 
and look at what has happened over the past year when most churches have shrunk and gotten smaller because people couldn't come, we've grown. We've grown because our focus is on God. And if we focus on God and follow his leading, God will grow us. God will use his church if we're willing to be used. We are called to be built. That means we've got to grow. We are called to be a priesthood. That means we focus on God. So if we focus on God, God will grow us. Spiritually, faithfully, and in every other way. Because God is a God of his word. Amen. Let us stand and sing hymn number 576. May he hold you in his hands and fill your hearts and your mind with his unending peace. Amen.